1: Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did. Early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main f- uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have... All Access Documentary Series Review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shout-outs on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers. And it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shout-outs on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there. And always, until next time, guys, bye-bye. Alright, hello movie lovers, and we're back at it again, and we're doing our review for the 1999 uh, film, The Mummy, this is our second attempt at trying to do this review, but we're back again, even the curse of Emotet couldn't even keep us uh, keep us apart, so with that being said, I have my good friend Charlie with me, and then of course I have independent comic book writer and artist, Quentin Bennett, say hello to everyone. Hello, I'm and so, like I said, this movie stars Brandon Fraser. It stars, of course, uh, you know, when you're looking 1999 and everything, and when you look at The Mummy, the things that I've, I – here's the thing. When I remember going to the movie theater to see this film, and I remember walking out of the movie theater feeling entertained. I really felt like that. This captured the heart of The Mummy. It gave us some um, – Horror elements mixed in with some comedy with something that I haven't seen before within a horror movie itself and things like that. Other than if you count the evil dead um, original movie and stuff like that. But having an adventure type movie with Brandon Fraser in it was just fantastic. And if you look at 1999, who would be better to play that role of Rick O'Connell than, of course, Brandon Fraser? Now, what this movie is about, it centers around Rick O'Connell. He has to help. Jonathan and also to his sister to try and find this lost treasure in Egypt and it's this cursed treasure and of course they wind up coming across Imhotep. Imhotep actually died because he had an affair with the Pharaoh's daughter and so therefore they ended up having to kill him and so now whenever he's woken up and everything because Brendan Fraser and of course Jonathan's sister winds up resurrecting him now they have to try and wind up killing him after the curse has been uh, planted. and planted. So with that being said, what did you guys think of the opening scene where you see Rick O'Connell and they're fighting and stuff like that? And of course you see Benny and, you know, you'd see a big old huge action sequence. What did you guys think about that?
2: Well, I think I... I would say I would say I was it was very very excellent. That they had the that they got all these everyone in the huge line and they're coming straight at the military and you don't know that the end of you pretty much know the whole history of that territory now. The whole kingdom of the dead basically. And man, it was just—you just feel hyped the moment you see them all charging, right?
1: And another thing too is, I I, like seeing Rick going going in and shooting up everybody that was trying to protect the land and stuff like that. And of course, they don't know why these people are protecting this land or anything like that either. You have that little mystery element, that little hard type of element of them protecting the land and stuff like that so you don't know exactly why they're doing it but they're doing it and of course Rick O'Connell with the dual pistols was just fu- was just fun <laughs> and then of course I'm rolling around in the sand and things like that doing flips it was just great to see Brendan Flip- Fraser to do something like that but Charlie what do you think about the sequence as well
3: it was great because like you said when, when The Mummy first came out the trailers probably showed or if you've never seen the trailers you think oh The Mummy Oh, it's a horror movie. The opening sequence definitely was not horror. That was an action sequence, and this just Brendan <laughs> Fraser just being—I mean, it's yeah, very. Uh, this is awesome. Like the sequence of like when he he was holding the line, and he was like nonchalant. Even when that he's still going down fighting, and like his uh, like the little wuss Benny was. Like I mean, Brendan Fraser's pulling out pistols and like dual pistols, on, and he's just taking everybody out. Like like, and then everybody like, and then the. Uh, the, the the overseers up at the top, they're staring at him after he's escaping. They said, right, "Should we kill him?" Nah, I like this one. And then uh, the, the leader is like, and then it turns out he's like a friend of his. Like w- later on in the movie, they become <laughs> partners. <laughs> the so, it was, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was just it's great seeing Brendan Fraser just being awesome, and this it was very Uncharted esque. I mean, later, like just the outfit of his was very nathan drake because he's technically a treasure hunter and 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 then they always and he always gets in himself in the positions that he's not really supposed to be in (laughs) and then there's always great big action set pieces and there's a lot of that in this horror movie which i enjoyed because i don't like horror movies i don't this one was not horror they deemed it horror sure when there's horror elements in it if you're seeing this for the first time yeah some of the stuff's pretty scary. But the way they blend it in, like like most of the movie is not horror. There's elements in it that are scary, but I wouldn't deem this a horror movie. You know, it, no. it is considerably, the first one is horror. Well, yeah, the, the awesome sequel, that's straight up action. Like straight up, you know where you get in a sequel. A sequel is straight up an action movie. This, action an action movie with some pretty scary horror elements in it. But yeah, I thought the opening sequence was great.
1: I did, too. And also, too, like yeah. you said, it felt like a Nathan Drake. If this was based in 99 and Nathan Drake was the character for this movie, I would actually think this was an Uncharted movie versus a Mummy movie. And also, too, you know, like you mentioned before, Charlie, with the action sequences and things like that, it felt like an action film rather than a horror movie and things like that, too.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I, I actually felt that way because I would say that this would be more like horror comedy versus uh, a horror movie, or you can go on and put it in as like an action-adventure mixed with horror elements. So either way it goes, it's according to how you want to categorize this movie, but this movie has elements of everything that you want in a movie. It has romance, it has comedy, it has horror, you have suspense in it, it has everything rolled up into one film, and it knows what it wants to be and pokes fun at what it is. And Also, too, Benny is just a coward. I like how he has actually going inside the pyramid and Brendan Fraser, uh, Rick O'Connell's trying to go in there with him. He goes, Benny, you're such a coward. And he (laughs) winds up having to take everybody down, all the overlookers and stuff like that. And then also, too, this is also where we get our first uh, introduction to Erdodith Bay. just a brief uh, scene with Erdodith in there, uh, which was one of the overlookers. But I definitely love how it goes... Um, from that scene, and then it goes into Jonathan and Evelyn, and they're wanting <laughs> to go on an adventure. They're actually archaeologists, <clears throat> and, you know, Jonathan is just down on his luck. He's pretty much, if you can think about it, he's kind of like a generic gambler kind of thing. I mean, where, playing with
2: the mummies,
1: <laughs> Right, <laughs> because basically <laughs> the dude is down on his luck. Everything he touches turns to crap, basically. And you know i definitely like how all of a sudden he sees this key he doesn't know what it is but he knows it leads to something and then evelyn comes in and she says you found a key she goes, what do you mean i found a key you found a key and, and in it it had a treasure map yeah in it. and then of course they bring it over to uh this other archaeologist and he winds up trying to burn it and then they try to savage it and everything and they said he goes, Look, I'm not going to let you guys waste your time trying to find this treasure. Many people years ago tried to find this treasure. I'm not going to let you make the same mistakes that they did. Then, of course, that's when Evelyn and Jonathan decided to seek out somebody that's actually been in this lost land. And then, mm-hmm. of course, Brandon Fraser. He's not the Brandon Fraser that we knew when he was taking down the road with us. Yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, I'll let you pick this one.
2: Yeah, he's like all wild and everything, got the mustache, yeah. beard. He look look like how we look right now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> John, you did forget the sequence when we first, when he first is see Evie. She her she's really a librarian. She's clumsy. She practically okay. destroys the whole set. So that's that's our first okay. introduction. To Evie. She's smart, <laughs> but she's very clumsy. So that's yeah. our first introduction, which was I that's thought it cool. was just not your typical Rachel Weisz type of character, which so that like um so that's like it's kind of nice to see her like break out from all the stuff that she's known for like those independent movies or those Oscar worthy movies. It's like right. it's like one of those things like she's she's doing this, and like and then you, and then the, oh, and then again and she's like clumsy but she's likable and that's the right. that's the thing you want and then and then she's a total badass in the sequel. <laughs> so it's like her how her, how her character transitions. From the beginning of this movie to the end of it to the sequel. And, and that, that, this is a great arc because you got to, I mean, the same director stayed with them all the way through, like through the first two movies. We're going to avoid the third one because no one needs to see the third one. Wrong. Nobody even needs to know. It, it's like 2020. No one needs okay. to know. About, no, no, no one needs to know. About 2020. No one needs to know <laughs> about the, 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 the third movie. movie. Yeah. But, but it's like her arc is what was great for the whole time. <laughs>
1: I agree with you on that, though. Rachel Wise did a really good job at playing her and everything, too, playing Evelyn, and also, too, she was clumsy, but it wasn't forced. It was actually yeah. pretty much just a regular person being clumsy. that's into archaeology, and also, yeah. too, I liked how the se- – now, I don't mean to get off the cuff here with the second one, but she was still clumsy in the second one because I. now that you mention it, I do remember her <laughs> knocking down a bunch of library uh, shelves and stuff like that over there, too, in the second one.
2: But Fraser. It was also funny that that's he that in the sequel that's he that he tried to block the doors against the mommies. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> okay, honey. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's like that, that was the only time I saw her clumsy was that. But then again, she's not she's not familiar with the mummies as Brendan Fraser is no. because by the time in the in this one she was busy looking in the book to help Rick out about the mummies. So she she didn't know much about them until like Rick was busy fighting them off so she's busy trying to right. help him out. So then again that 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 could be her, the reason maybe she didn't know about the mummies. But it was just kind of so, funny is yeah. But I, I don't I don't remember, like I, didn't, I remember yeah I didn't remember her being that sort of clumsy in the second one but then again.
1: No. She wasn't yeah. that clumsy in the second one. That I just remember one certain scene and that was it and then the rest of it yeah. was her just being a total badass. But You know, I do like the fact that you have her saying, well, I don't believe in mummies or anything, right? I believe only things I can see and touch. So I like how she all of a sudden becomes a believer once they resurrect Imhotep, resurrect the mummy guards. But I do like, here's the thing. I like the scene. I like the sequence right here where they're on the boat. And I know that I skipped the sequence where, of course, you know, you see Evelyn, and she sees, um, of course, Rick O'Connell with his long hair. They're about to str- uh, wind up hanging him. And, you know, and she's trying to pay the, them off. And like, yeah. well, I'll give you 500 pounds. I'll give you 300 pounds. I'll give you 200 pounds. And he's he winded up surviving, surviving, getting yeah. hung. So the next option is to let the people kill him. So at that point, you know, Evelyn winds up saving him. They go on the boat. And, of course, that's when we get that awesome sequence where we actually run to Benny with the other, the Americans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I like that whole entire setup because it's like, O'Connell, I was not expecting you to be here. Benny, I wasn't expecting you to be here either. And then Benny <laughs> says something and does something, and O'Connell goes on hand and throws him overboard. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have just- the overlookers that set fire to <laughs> – their cabin because they don't want them to go near this thing. But no. so, Quentin, what did you think about the whole scene, too, where the stuff that I was mentioning with the boat and things yeah. like that?
2: <laughs> That's like one of my favorite scenes when Wick Okona and Vinny kind of had that when you unite thing. He's like, Hi, hey, is it my pal Vinny? I think I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Think of my children. <laughs> You don't have it. <laughs> Something I might. It's like the best one of the best excuses you can try to try to use when someone try to kill you. <laughs> Something I, I might. Think of my children. <laughs> but what about
1: you, Charlie? What worked for you in that scene?
3: Um, yeah, like I said, that, that whole sequence was awesome. It was like when the uh, when Rick sees his other the Americans and like, oh yeah, um, and then Jonathan spewing the beans as Jonathan always would. I mean, he says he just ta- he just talks a lot. He doesn't he doesn't know how to shut up. Um, <laughs> and then and then when when then when uh, Rick pulls out his uh, his gear and then you see all the guns that he has. I'm like, holy crap. This guy knows how to fight. I mean, like that—that that was that, that that was really cool to see that, like him point and then him reloading the guns, like it's nothing. And Evie's just all disgusted as she walks off. Um, but it was funny is this because Rick had the like, there was a comment earlier before they got on the boat where It was like after Evie bartered with the guy, say, all right four hundred, and the guy's like, er, and then like well the whole hanging sequence was funny because they 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 actually hane him. He's like son of a bitch. He's still alive. Okay, like and like so he's like he's like it didn't kill him. All right, well and that, and that's what, what's and then it's comment like like about like how as some ugly looking guy is gonna that and then all of a sudden you see Brett uh, Rick O'Connell come out there suit tie like suit and like suit jacket sh- clean shaven like he actually looked and then like he didn't look as buff as he did in that one like from the opening sequence where he tricks tricks her into kissing him. Um, like oh, I just wanted to do that. Or whatever you and like, this seen him like, seem like a cage and I'm, I'm like, dang, he got buff, but yeah. But and then and then th- like that whole ship sequence was awesome. It's another cool action sequence where again Rick pulls out dual pistols um, and starts going ballistic on all these uh, the overseers. And I was like, a great sequence. And he's just just tucking people off the boat. Like it was like this nothing. He's like, can you swim? Well, of course I can swim. All right. And he's just throws Evie off the bus. Yeah,
1: if I'm given the opportunity <laughs> to swim, I will. Well, here's the opportunity. Throws her. <laughs> 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 but I also like the thing where Evie's also in her cabin before they light, her up, light it up and everything, too. It's like, quit thinking of the stupid kiss. Just quit thinking about it. It yeah. was just a kiss. It didn't mean nothing. And then all of a sudden I mean, she gets I- attacked by the overseer. <laughs>
3: yeah and then and then rick and then rick had that inclination like he had like his own version of spider sense like he knew something was bad so he immediately went in there like guns blazing in a sense
0: right
1: and then Rick's of course funny. Denny's on one side of the river and then yes. you also have Rick on the other and then he goes hey we're on the other side we're on the right side of the river and then you have uh Rick going, Benny, you're on the wrong side of the river, and the-
3: <laughs> yeah, there's a bet, and they made a bet like Jonathan made a bet which side Man. was going to get to the uh, which side was going to get to the, the pyramid first, and right. I think it was like I think it was 500, like 500 or something, I forgot the exact amount, yeah, I mean, uh, it was around
2: that. It was, they, they, I they, can't they, remember, yeah, I think it was 500.
1: Yeah, and I also like how they use the sun to try and find where the pyramid is, and all of a sudden you see this lost city coming out of nowhere. I thought the special effects kind of work still today. It's just some yeah. of the effects on the mummy whenever he's getting first resurrected, it doesn't yeah. look <laughs> that great, to be honest. But anything else looks good. What's that? I have
3: it in, I I have the four K version of it, so it looks a lot better with that visually. Wow. It looks like it looks like whoa! Like it, Like the pictures look. The picture quality looked a lot better, but uh,
1: okay. It was well, in a 4K TV. Yeah. Um, with HBO Max.
3: Oh, okay. But, I don't mean, Yeah, I think a lot of it stuff on HBO Max is an upgrade to 4K, unless you're of uh, course watching the Warner Brother movies. But.
2: Okay. Um,
3: but again, that's just from what I saw. But yeah, and then the race itself was pretty funny. Is that Rick, Evie, <laughs> and. Uh, Jonathan, they are on camels. Everybody was on the horses, and the, the guys on the horses, like they're being like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> gonna win this." They have camels. Camels aren't gonna win. They're pretty much downplaying <laughs> out. Yeah, but if, if a
2: Camel was winning the whole
3: race. too. Yeah, the camel right. was great. It's just like yes. Edie and Rick. They're not as they, they're they're very um, let's just say they're very um, uh, like underestimated. In a sense, because they don't think how they don't think. Oh, Rick's just a former, like former soldier. He's not that smart. Like Evie, oh, she, she's just a girl. What does she know? And it turns out, they actually know a lot more than those guys did combined.
1: <laughs> right, and also too, I want to get to that in a minute because they actually, because remember the American side and everything too. They mentioned that a little bit too. Mm-hmm. But what I want to talk about too is the fact that. Camels can – here's the thing. Camels carry water, basically, and everything. Horses get tired out a lot faster. So their logic – the Americans' logic is totally ass-backwards and everything and their line of thinking. But I definitely like how, uh, of course, Rick is looking at Evie uh, and everything when she's she's paddling the horse and whipping it. He goes, ooh. (laughs) She's she's going – uh pull on ahead of him like in fast and
2: the furious
3: going so it's like go Evie, go yeah well, i thought it was funny when they bought like where's like after they got off the like the whole boat sequence where Evie's like where's my clothes you threw you threw like when you left my coat I was like we'll get new ones and then and then, he, and, then, and, then and then they actually they're buying the camels and I forgot how like that sequence and then Evie comes out and Rick's like damn <laughs>
1: Right, and then also, too, another thing he says, you know, we could have got the camels for cheap, we all we had to do is get them to your sister.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I think they ended up getting the camels
3: for free. I think, I think when they got them for free, um, they didn't have to, I don't think they had to pay for the camels that I, I, I remembered. I don't know. What,
1: well, I remember weeks. Jonathan was paying for the uh camels because remember, oh, yeah. Using yeah, and that's right. when yeah. Rick made a comment with, "Well, all we have but to do is just give him your sister, and we'll get him for free." Yeah,
3: That was before she walked out, in that al- and that out, and then uh, the new outfit. And Rick was like, "Oh wow, okay." You know what the whole
1: comment look like? Yep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then, of course. You know they find wind up getting there to the lost city finally, and then they're camping out. But the thing that I liked was when the Americans said they must know something that we don't know.
3: Clearly, and,
1: <laughs> and yes, so like, that's something that I really liked was they're acknowledging the fact that oh, no wait, is no,
2: over there. What he, what he said, what he said was they are being led by a woman. What does a woman know? And she's like telling them about the name of the gods and everything. It to be underneath, be underneath the pavement. I mean, mm-hmm. underneath the statue. And it's a, it a, it was a good transition of the scene. It's showing that he's full of crap.
1: And I like that though. I mean, I like that part. Then of course, you know, uh, that's when they get threatened by the overseekers and everything too, telling them that they uh, they have until tomorrow to leave. Of course, they don't leave. And then that's when they enter in the pyramid. Par- yeah, and I'm glad yeah. that they didn't.
3: Yeah. Wasn't there thing. an action? Wasn't there when they the overseers attack? That was another cool action sequence where um, we see Rick just disc- being Rick, and then I think <laughs> and then I think I think then Evie killed somebody too. I think that was her first one. Yeah. She ki- it was either that sequence or it was later on. I forgot. Yeah.
2: She um, was she was drunk in that scene.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah he, Cause yeah, she was drunk, and she's like, All right, "Mr. O'Connell, you might be thinking this, but I'm a librarian." <laughs> and it's just so even <laughs> though she was drunk, she was able to do coherent senses, so she knew she knows how to handle her liquor in a sense.
1: <laughs> also, like a two win, you have Jonathan that's also drunk too, and he's yeah. over there drinking and he's shooting people too.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> You say Vanny coming in, still he's drinking. I mean, they're
3: definitely setting up a lot. Of, it's more of the action comedy was from like the beginning on. Now this is where we get the little tonal chip switch a little bit when they enter the pyramid about the horror elements. Again, when it's horror, is there's some pretty scary stuff and pretty like if you if you haven't seen this movie before, then yeah, it there's some scary stuff like these these type of creatures. Speech.
0: Speech. Yeah, yeah you scene,
2: know what? I'm, oh, going <laughs> quick Yeah, the, the the part of the the scene that got me when I was when I was a kid was seeing, seeing a scab entering that guy's oh, body. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. See it just slowly, slowly going up to his brain, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Because I grew up like, in the countryside, and all I see is ticks all the time. And, and same that makes me all itchy and everything.
1: <laughs> same here, though. I'm going to be honest with you. I was thinking of roaches for some reason and coming up through my body like that and things like that. And it just made me – every time I see that sequence, it actually gives me goosebumps and also makes me feel uncomfortable, which is actually what a horror movie supposed to do. Um, yeah. yeah, the guy thought that those were actually gold – was actually gold and everything, it was taking them off the wall. It was that uh, he was calling them gold beetles or something like that, or blue yeah, gold, he died, um, he beetles. They were
2: gold beetles, but but they were in hibernating state, yeah. <laughs> right. for, a um, that, for a guy
3: that tried to, that couldn't barter, what makes you think he was going to be able to make the right decision in that sequence? <laughs> I mean, right. again, this is like one of the various horror elements, like, don't. Don't touch anything or don't do anything in this one
2: area. Yeah, and don't yeah, touch anything with, with beetles and with a painting like doing this. Yeah. <laughs> right. John, what did you and, want to talk
3: about before we got to the sequence? Yeah, you, you said you had something. before Yeah,
1: yeah I was just going to say this. I'm just glad that they didn't go straight into the pyramid as soon as they got yeah. there. I'm mm-hmm. glad that they gave us some time to get to know the characters a little bit. It makes you feel like you're actually on this adventure with them, like you're camping yeah. out with them, and the overseers are about to attack you too. So I definitely like the fact that they wait until the next day to enter in the pyramid because I feel like if they went on ahead and just went into the pyramid and everything else, it would have been rushed, and I'm yeah. glad that it took take time to develop. So mm-hmm. I definitely love uh, the scene that Quentin was talking about. I also like... Uh, that and then, of course, you know, when we are when we actually get into the meat and grind of this whole entire thing, where they find the um, they think that they're going to come up above where the statues and everything is, and things like that. But instead, they wind up finding the book underneath uh, above them. Yeah. And meanwhile, you actually have the Americans that are digging um, digging through a wall. I think. And then, of course, that's when this uh, dust comes out of uh, nowhere Astin, or anything, and yeah. Much, yeah. yeah, it's like Darth Adult. Yeah, an acid bolt.
3: Yep. yeah. Again, it proves the the they're not really well. Before they got to the its all of them like it, you see, like you don't know what time each one entered the tunnel. You 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 mainly you're following the main three heroes, and they're the main characters everybody cares about. You see yeah. them, listen, and then all of a sudden, the other guys show up, and they all have their guns pointed at each other, and Evie's he, like boys, 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 we can share this area. Rick, we're, we're gonna go this way. And he's like, like, Evie, and he's staring at Evie, what are you talking about? So Evie's kind of telling him, ignore them. I know where I'm, I know where we're going. so Follow me. So that's what they do. And and then, and then, because you see on the American side, the idiot barter decided to go ahead and scab to death, in a sense. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you have him, then you have the other guys, and then you have the, uh, okay, um, let's open the wall. No, don't open the wall. And then as soon as they open the wall, the, uh, the soldiers that are with them all die because this is some acid. And then they're busy digging. And what do you know? They find the, the, the four, like, they think is gold and is in this box, but it's not it's really the soul in the beginning of the movie to talk about the soul of the mummy of uh Lord Emotep is placed in these four canisters being the Americans how stupid they are they think it's gold and' like yeah we're gonna keep it and then on top of that they, that's where they find the book of the dead while while Evie and them they find the real they the, the tomb this just drops right in front of them like right like it's a, it's a gift
2: the thing playing golf but
1: yeah i thought that was actually pretty funny though all of a sudden it just lands on the lap pretty much yeah and you know and then of course you wind up having uh this one person who steals a piece of the treasure and things like that and of course you know they don't know that evie has the key or anything like that to unlock the unlock the the book book. Mm -hmm. so you have the guy the same guy who stole the treasure who also stole the book holding on to it tightly and everything met and during the night, making sure no one touches it. And then Rick comes out of nowhere. Oh well, no, no, no! Evie comes out of nowhere Evie. and takes the book. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Rick uh, winds up calling her out on it. it
3: you know? <laughs> and he's like, and, he, and he, he, Rick's goes, you know that's considered stealing, right? And she's like, no, more like borrowing. And he's like, no, that's more like stealing, and. And of course, immediately, obviously that guy wasn't very fast asleep because as soon as Evie opened the book, because, you know, they're, she's kind of clumsy. She's like, she's like, she's interested, but she's clumsy. She's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and open the book. It's like, it's <laughs> another in the horror element. It's like, yeah, you find this creepy book. Don't open it. Like the Evil Dead movies. See the book. Don't open it. We're gonna, okay. They're going to open oh, it. And then as soon as she opens it, the guy wakes up, no, what are you
2: doing? i like, I shouldn't have been asleep. Right? Just, but also, I just, too. I just like the part from the, you know, why, right once he opened the bug, you get that, like, that this mysterious gust of wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when it out, like, that seemed to happen a lot around
0: here. Yeah. And then, but yeah. yeah then.
2: <laughs> I just.
3: That's and, then, then, and then the overseers anyway. You guys need, then the overseers show up and like, you guys need to leave. Or,
2: or no, no, that wasn't after. Oh. That's
3: no, 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 no. That that's after yeah. they they go back into the period. Yeah, they
2: you go back in the tomb. They were uh, they were again chased by the by the, by hundreds of thousands of scav beetles.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, they uh, get they, chased by those. Yeah, you've
2: seen people getting mauled to dried up mommies. And yeah. That's when you encounter emo Pet, alive and right. well, ish. <laughs> yeah, kind
3: of. And then when he, one of the Americans trips, and like when the Americans trips, like I can't find my glasses. He's channeling his inner his inner Velma, and then Benny, yeah. the that he is, steps on his glasses, and as soon as he puts them back on, yeah, he <laughs> her. Well, yeah, took
2: his tongue to eyes. <laughs>
3: Yeah, lost oh. <laughs> the eyes, lost a ton, which is another pretty scary. Like first time you see Emotap, again, back in 1999,
2: he was pretty was scary
3: looking.
0: True. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, too, he always the
2: actor that that played the played him the played American, you know, the one that got his tongue tongue taken out and everything.
1: Yeah.
2: it takes yeah. a lot of it takes a lot of time to, to learn how to talk talk without your tongue. That's
1: true. Then, also, too, they also took out the guy's eyeballs, though, too. Remember, yeah. they yeah. took out the guy's he eyeballs,
0: around. yeah.
1: That was like his first victim. He wound up sucking the eyes out of him so the way he could see. <laughs> and then, of yeah. course, that's when Evie and him have a counteraction with each other,
0: yeah, because Evie yeah. gets lost, <laughs> yeah, she Evie, wound up getting
1: lost. Hey, you! You came in at the right time. Talking about eyes, sucked out of somebody.
3: <laughs> hey, Tara. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was like at that time again. When I say when there's horror elements in it, there's some pretty scary stuff. Like now, Emotep doesn't look that scary, but still, this is still pretty. Like and then like the like, I mean, the way he's been killing these kill, and when he, the way he killed people in this movie, Emotep did. It's pretty scary stuff in the way they do it. I mean, he just sucks your soul in a sense. And then it's <laughs> goes to him. And then again, I mean, Arnold Veloso is as great as Emotep. I mean, he's just—he's a guy that's very typecast as the yeah. villain. And he plays a good villain now. Yeah, I remember
2: yeah. the I've seen him with, uh, in. He, was, he played in, uh, in Darkman uh, in the Darkman series for a while. Yeah.
3: yeah. He was also the uh, the henchman in a uh, hard target, the one that yeah. was uh, the, the one that was going up against Jean Claude Van Damme and had the infamous near <laughs> scene or back to back sequence.
1: I kind of like to keep my eyeballs in my body. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Tara, Just see you, yeah. um, see you
2: more with, a, with a straw, tasing people.
1: But you know what though? Then. If I have to say this, too, um, after that sequence, Brandon Fraser comes in, um, Rick O'Connell comes in and goes, what's going on, Evie? You need to get out. A- oh, oh. sees <laughs> Emotep and he's yeah. like, and then all of a sudden Emotep runs off. He goes, what's his what, what's the deal? He goes, you're near a cat. It does not like cats. Oh, because oh. <laughs> they are supposed to be mnemonic. Is why yeah. Motet um, doesn't like uh, cats or anything. Yeah. So I thought that bit was pretty funny because all of a sudden he's afraid of cats. That's like his weakness.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in ancient Asia, they they right. consider cats as, as guardians of the, of the dead. Right. So they are very weird.
1: Right. And then, of course, at that time, Daddy. they wind up going... Don't they go back to their hotel room during that time? After that, they wind up escaping. They the-
3: yeah, they do. But Benny yeah. gets left. Like Benny gets left, he left and the, and, he's like, and he's like, and then and then of course Benny, being the coward he is, he sides with the bad guy. So I'm right. like, he kind of knew. He just kind of knew Benny was just bad from the get go because he's such an idiot. And he he just he only cares about. He's selfish. He's a, he's a selfish coward. Yeah, he's like, oh, I want t- hey guys, um well, we we seem uh, to have, does a have a goal, too, so yeah,
2: let's, he's very
3: let's <laughs> Yeah, let's let's <laughs> team up together.
1: <laughs> right? And then emotep's like I can show you treasure that you have never seen before. And benny's like, "Ooh, okay. I know to get me some
3: of that." Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> they do go back to the hotel. Um yeah. and that's great pretty- in and then, and then, of course, the guys still have the tro- still have their trophies with them. Um, and then right. you see their buddy completely like, how's he not dead?
0: On. Yeah, no yeah,
3: eyes, no tongue. And then, of course, um, and then um, and I think yeah. And then before Emotep and Benny show up at his house, Rick and um, Rick and John, like Rick and somebody, go to find Benny and Rick's this trashing like he's going the full rock on him like like the rock fast and fury 6 style in the opening sequence of the interrogation sequence i'm like him mm-hmm. just picking up the body and just it upwards like he's beating the heck out of betty
1: <laughs> another thing though too is this is also where we run into Aridith again the yes. over um yeah. Watcher too. yeah because what you have done you have woken up um, something that has been sleeping for centuries, and now you're going to be reaping what you sowed. And also, too, your sister is now part is going to uh, now. He thinks that his sister is actually his love of his life that woken him. So,
2: yeah, oh, man, that scene was so nasty. You just see mm-hmm. ted this that scene scene you see Ted is going through the keyhole at sand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just formed and and. And go on the side of on her yeah. bed and just kissed her. You see the yeah. see him wadding away. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I have it so disgusting. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I forgot. It was before
3: they met up. Like where Rick finds Benny. I think Benny and Imatov show up at the hotel, and that's yeah. when they killed the guy. That's that 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 yeah. happened. And that's when yeah. Rick found out about him, and then um and then Rick, of course Rick shows up. I, well. Also, like the head, the bodyguard, the per- the other American that was supposed to be guarding. Um, yeah, Edie, he gets killed easily. I mean, it's like, and it's because he has these. <laughs> he gets he he has the the his soul sense with those treasures they think is treasure, but it's it's not. Right. Because, like,
1: and then also too, we also hear a cry from the outside though, and it was the guy with the uh, other. Treasure that he had, and then yeah. he goes into the yeah. hotel room. Yeah. And that's, when, that's when yeah. Rick goes on here and leaves Evie for bait. And then, mm-hmm. whenever Emotep comes in, he's going over there to try to kiss her. And then, next thing you know, it a Rick O'Connell comes in, goes, "Look what I got!" And it's a cat. And he's yeah. Like, yeah. A cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he turns into dust and
0: leaves.
3: Well, when they that's go back to the home. home. Yeah. Well I thought the, the sequence before everything happened was funny. It's like Rick and Evie like Rick's like, I did the job, I'm done. And Evie's like, no, I'm still trying to do this. Um oh, and wow. then um, wait, did they did they did they meet with the uh her boss yet or is yeah. that afterwards? Yeah, yeah that about the when
2: on. they found out he was in, he was working with a hijai.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's right, right. and then that's that, and that's why we know his indication of destroying that map. It's because he didn't want, because he's he's or he's part of the that group. He didn't want anybody finding
1: it. And okay. <laughs> and then remember, and Rick also said this. Yeah. Look, we need to leave unless you want to save the world. We gotta leave. Yeah. And then at that point, you see asteroids coming down, um, fire coming down. All hell is just breaking loose up yeah, over you there. You get the eclipse, and, and yeah. It's
3: the, the stages of the plague in a sense that was what's right. happening yep. raining fog stuff like that that yep. was happening and then, um and of course after they find um they they save evie they go to the uh they all team up and go to the library so evie can find out the location of the book of the the book of the living or sense right yeah.
1: yeah to uh stop emotep and yeah. then, of course, yeah. that's when they have to go back over to the – I'm just going to call it the Land of the Lost, even though that's a dinosaur-based <laughs> TV show. But they go into the, <laughs> Land of the Dead, I guess you can call it. Um, I watch so that. Go back. <laughs> so they go back over there. And so at that point – oh, yeah. Okay, this is that's right. They Here's the thing. Emotep takes Evie
2: yeah
3: wait, wait, but, there's did, a, like some of there's this, a, this humongous you
2: know, like turn turn everyone in the whole
3: city into
2: zombies basically yeah
3: it's the whole zombie sequence the emo yeah yeah like like this like, i thought that sequence was kind of funny is when rick's like hey evie i want to hurry up just give me two minutes they don't got two minutes because they're sorting. And then that was a pretty cool action sequence them driving through, and like, and then like they're like, and they yeah. stop at the park, site floor it, and they floor, it and they start running over people, which I thought that was kind of funny. But
0: uh, um,
3: I want to get to the, a funny story regarding the Emotet people. So I was at a con- like a, a convention, and uh, it was like in the harbor near, near uh, in the uh, National Harbor in Maryland called a uh, Magfest. And my brother and I were there at the event, and when we were leaving, I hear this chant. People were chanting "Emotap." They were dressed up as the zombies of Emotap, going up and down the escalator in the floor, chanting "Emotap." Somebody was dressed up as maybe dressed up as Emotap while also holding the picture of Arnold Vlazzo's character from The Mummy, as the, everybody's walking through the convention chanting "Emotap." <laughs> Again, I thought that was. I, I, I was hysterical. My brother, I'm like, wow, that, that's, that's, I again, that was a funny story because wow, this is <laughs> in this is in 2020 and people are still talking about the mummy, the, the Brendan Fraser one, which I thought that was pretty cool, but it is was just hilarious seeing everybody dressed up and then, and then people were jumping in on the crowd, like jumping in on with, with them, the champ emo tap, emo tap. Again, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> that's <was> good. <laughs>
1: And then also too, I liked it when Jonathan is just—he's panicking, but at the same time he's looking at everybody, and he's like, Emotep. Emo. Yeah, it's like
0: right.
1: if you can't beat them, join them. Kind of situation.
3: Yeah. Then, then, um, then, then. then yeah. And they have to decide, like, okay, like, or one of the other guys. You feel like, all right, crap, I'm out of the car. I'm gonna fight, and like, I'm gonna, like, I got pistols. Oh, I ran out of ammo. Sorry, right, I'm gonna have to fight with fists. And then they just, and then when they catch you, you're done. Like, they're full on zombies with you. They're not really zombies, but they're they're on you, and yeah, you're on her. And then that's when they get that's when they get caught. And like, an email like, all right, you need to give me her. Where you all die, in a sense.
2: Yeah, and Evie, Evie, we must convince them to leave. To leave, uh, for, yeah. because she knows, she knows that there, that there's still a chance that they can still rescue her later on. Yeah. And so, and so, they basically all took a took that gamble, and she went on with immolating, and and, uh, and Eva's boss sacrificed his life to to save the others.
3: Yeah, Grand, right? and that's and then that's when Artemis gets in there and he says, "Like live today, fight tomorrow. We'll find yeah. you." And he's like, and then Rick's like, "I'm gonna kill you." Like, and that, that's the first <laughs> time you hear Rick like really like he's pissed. And that's that's the you don't want Rick pissed because you obviously Rick, Rick, <laughs> that's when that's when he kind of figured Rick has a feeling for Evie that he likes her, and that yeah. he's like, and he, he didn't want her to go. That obviously means. Rick was gonna fight for her, and that—that's that, when you—that's when you, you kind of see the, the the giant switch from the beginning of the movie where he absolutely hates her, kind of coming on, and then now he's like, "All right, yeah, yeah,
1: right." And I definitely love how his character switches like that. All of a sudden, yeah. he cares about her, and yeah. then of course it's like, "It didn't seem forced."
3: That was great. No, it was a big I, like, a, it was like it took the whole movie, like at that part in the movie to do it, and it didn't seem forced, and that was good. I've seen yeah. movies that they really forced it, and that mm-hmm. and then you don't need to. That one was it, it, it fit perfectly to the story.
2: Yeah, it right. it was not like like a like a whole day adventure and like oh I met you, I met you, and oh now we're in love. But this this right. took this took at least at least weeks, or maybe a month, maybe more right. to, to build right, up. Because we
1: don't know how long they were together. We, yeah. we we're just. Seeing this from a certain perspective. So, for them to fall for each other, I mean, come on, you're going through a lot of stuff with each other through this adventure and things like that. So, we don't know how long it took them to actually get back to that hotel. We just see one brief screen um, shot of them back at the hotel. So, they could have actually been there for a little bit longer than what we gave them credit for. But then at that point, that's when O'Connell goes on ahead and gets the guy to fly him over. To uh, back over to the lost city, yeah, and you know, and then he's like, "Well, um, doesn't he say on some of the facts uh, that he might die or something like that?" He wants yeah. to go.
3: He always wants to. He wants to go out, like go out in a blazing, that blazing, blazing Gold of, like blaze, blaze, of glory, and that, and that's, <laughs> that, yeah, and then, and of course, there's not enough room for all three of like all of them of Rick. <laughs> Jonathan and uh, Artemis. So Jonathan's hanging on the, holding, sitting on. He's on the wing of the plane. And he's like, "Hey, Jonathan,
1: you okay? No, I'm not. All right."
2: <laughs> turns to the other guy. And <laughs> right,
1: and then of course we get the giant <laughs> like, sandstorm. Oh, I'm a
2: good time. Yeah. No. He's like, "Oh, I'm happy."
1: And then we get that giant sandstorm, and he's like, "I haven't seen one that big before. What is that unusual? Yep, that's very unusual." And then all of a sudden we wind up finding emotep is the one who's doing the sandstorm. I love the special effect. I remember seeing the poster for that one scene where he's turning the sand into his mouth and acting like he's gonna chew them up through the sand yeah. and everything as they're flying. I always love that special effect. I still say that it stands out today on that scene. Yeah, cool. It doesn't yeah, feel very good. A special
2: effects I, I probably it probably probably be up there with the uh for the T two and the Jurassic Park special effects, in my opinion, right, it's top notch right there. And then,
3: well, then, and then the sequel, he does that same like Emotep does it again, but not with sand, with water. So yeah. it's like each, like I said, he, he does something different every movie, which was which is cool. Yeah.
1: Right. And then, of course, you know, <laughs> they, the plane winds up crashing. The pilot winds up dying. He gets his uh, of course, too, they're also trying to fight this giant sandstorm with a machine gun attached to yeah the airplane and everything, too. But the pilot winds up dying, he gets his blades of glory that he's been wanting, he goes out
2: with, in the <laughs> with famous famous last words, too. Yeah. Here I come, laddies.
3: <laughs> and then um <laughs> the sequence after they crash, I liked is the uh, when you see Artemis grab the uh, grab the machine gun. I'm like, oh okay, because the whole time you you don't see him use a gun. You just see him no. use the swords, and it shows you like, okay, he 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 can do both, which I thought that was pretty cool. And of course, Jonathan being the one that saves them all because he knows about quicksand. The whole movie, Jonathan's an idiot, and this time he actually shows up with when he, when it matters most. But yeah, he's smart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when he wants it to be, <laughs> yeah.
1: right when uh, Jonathan is ready to do something, he's ready to do it. He gets his silliness is actually uh, whenever it's time to get get rid of the silliness, he's actually on his g- game plan and everything. Yeah. He knows how to actually get things done and things like that. He he's smart, but sometimes he does stupid stuff. You know, don't worry, that's stupid. But,
3: that he does something stupid right after that, right after they right. go into the, he finds the Beatles,
0: and yeah. he, oh, I'm
3: gonna make this for myself. And then the Beetle gets in on him. But Luckily, he's yeah. there with people when it happens. Not like the barter idiot that goes by himself into this other area and he does it. I was like, oh, and then luckily Rick and um, Artemis find it. And then like Rick's like oh it's like and he's like so he's like all right hold on and then this the way Rick was able to get it out I mean that sequence where the knife goes in the skin that's pretty that that was pretty scary scene like seeing that come out but this this nonchalant Rick knows exactly what to do and that's that's why you need
2: a, those experienced people with you that's why yeah.
1: you need a Rick O'Connor with you when you're
2: going yeah, uh, on treasure played play off very well and letting the villain know that you were there too yeah true <laughs> because, because
1: if- had her had Evie laying down, and getting ready to uh, do the curse to transfer his the love of his life into her body, and everything, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden that winds up happening, and he realizes montep realizes that somebody's there inside the cave.
3: Time to summon the yeah. the the mommy henchmen. Yeah,
1: or, yeah. <laughs>
0: not
3: Jonathan's certainly, but the the zombie idiot ones.
2: <laughs> As just all that scene they' they're all like coming out of the ground and everything,
1: yeah, yeah. I like the scene- my favorite scene is when one of the zombie ones were about to hit O'Connell with a giant block, so O'Connell goes on ahead and just takes his sword and just cuts uh the zombie's legs off and everything, causing the zombie to go backwards <laughs> and um the block yeah. winds up the and zombie's
2: face up. <laughs> too he's like. Oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was like that was all
3: after when they uh when the the mummies start showing up and then like and then you have the big shootout or whatever like rick and them and then you see them throwing dynamite like crazy like where did you get dynamite and then you see seeing them doing their own mummy Wilhelm screen. and then and then, and then they realize there's too many in the Artemis we think this is the last of him he's like guys go go save your woman I got this and he goes what are you waiting for you see him get attacked and then he throws the dynamite in there like, oh, we think okay. He's gone, and then and then it's just left to Jonathan and uh Jonathan and uh Rick, and then right and right like right when Evie's about to get turned into like a get about to be sacrificed to save his um e- uh Emotep's former flame um and knocks him in the moon um Rick shows up like you just know Rick was gonna show up at the last
2: minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got old Jonathan showing the book and everything. Evie,
3: I got it, I got it. And, and then and then Artemis uh, o- o- the is like attacking or, like, he's asking, Evie,
1: what's this bird? <laughs> yeah. Right, and then also, he lets out the guards, though, on an accident. He lets out the mummy guards.
2: Yeah. <laughs> on an accident.
3: He's yeah, like speaking some words in it and everything. And, and you then when see while the the guards yeah, Now, why you see Rick, he's in- <laughs> Not, like this is the first time you don't see Rick using a gun you see him using a sword or you, so you pretty much Rick is he uses anything in his sight to kill these things and <laughs> then he's, he's fighting them and like and then and then and that's when you get and then when, and then Evie finally gives out like hey yep that and then I was like oh yeah that's a bird and it's just <laughs> like the calmness like by Jonathans like, oh yeah he's then he turns let guard. <laughs> attack, uh, attack um while this is happening you have Benny being the idiot that he is he's like stealing gold yeah yeah. Out.
1: you know what Benny reminds me of he reminds me of the monkey in Aladdin where he's over there stealing the treasure yeah and everything he reminds me of boot of a boo where he's just stealing the treasure and everything it's because a hat <laughs> that too <laughs> but he just reminds me of so much like Abu, to be honest yeah. with you, from Aladdin. Ooh, could that so, be, a, could be a theory right there? Could Vinny yeah.
2: could be the weak of Abu?
3: <laughs> that was funny. And then he comes out and he's like, he he puts the weight on the camel, and he goes back because he wants more. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a that's at least a couple million dollars in gold that yeah. he has right there. Again, I don't know. Not only to,
1: that, but I feel bad for that camel, though. The camel can yeah. carry all of that, you know.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> the camel's like, I had worse. <laughs> yeah. and then,
1: and then
3: of course, then Rick's still fighting. Uh, and then after he takes out like the guards, then Emotef decides to get involved. And then, yeah. and then Rick's like, so, like, and Rick's just getting thrown around like a rag doll. And Evie's like, continues distracting him. I'm trying, and, and he said, "Evie's not doing anything except trying to figure it out." While Rick's just getting thrown around like a rag
2: doll. he's like, "No problem."
1: <laughs> and then also, too, we go at that time. Rick is actually getting worn down from fighting all these um, zombie yeah. mummies and everything. Too, it was a little help here would be nice instead of you. Yeah. And then, of course, Emotep realizes at first they, he thought that they were a real threat because if you look at his the look on his face when they have the book of the living and then all of a sudden his guards come to life. And
2: yeah. then
1: he's like, he, then all of a sudden he has that smirk on his face. Okay. They're not as smart as they, that I, that I think they are. I can just go back to doing what I was doing. Yeah. But then, as, then as they start going, advancing into the book, he realizes, okay, they have their third they're threat. And
2: yeah. then of
1: course, that's when Evie winds up going, going in. And what she does is, she winds up reading the quote to actually get the spell to actually get him get that soul Mortally. out of him so he can become mortal.
3: Yeah.
0: And Rick like,
1: uh,
3: look, like, like I and then Rick's like, Evie, I thought he told me he was gonna kill him. They made him mortal. And then Rick and then and then and, then, and of course Emotep then walks up into the sword, which I thought. Yeah, was, that, was a, that, well, This is
0: like, like like
3: yeah. The guards that they like they got instead of attacking Rick, they killed his love. So like yeah. you see, like, it, like it's like like it an she's dead. Like she like the right. guards kill her. So she's so she's gone again. And then that that's right. what gets him all pissed off. And then right. Rick- it
1: reminds me of like history repeating itself, and he doesn't yeah. want to remember that part of the history. Yeah, but then that's when he steps into the zombie jacuzzi, and that's when yeah. they wind up bringing him down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then we think it's over. And like, yeah, they get out. But oh, no. And <laughs> you go back to Benny. Benny's doing more stuff. And yeah. Benny's tired. And Benny's weak. Ah, uh, yeah. I see this little handle here. Yeah, I'm going to put my gold on that. Wait, what do you mean? It destroys everything. <laughs> yep. Benny just practically almost killed them all. And then, and then right. he had the thing of them escaping. And then it's like, and then Rick and Evie and all of them, they know their way out, so they're running. It's like, and then, then they get, they climb under, and they, and then Benny's right up, right near them. It's like, and then Rick puts his hand. I was like, Benny, come on. Then he kind of slides Benny, and put his hand back. And he goes, and then Benny cowers back into the, the golden area, and and then he Rick go,
2: bye bye, Benny. You know that that is kind well, of sad because O'Connor still values him as a fan deep down. No. Yeah, right. Was
1: a he was hoping that Benny would come around, that he would actually stop doing what he was doing,
0: mm-hmm. you know.
1: And then also too, I like how he goes, Benny, grab my hand, grab my hand. And then all of a sudden, cra- the pyramid just lands on him, and he goes, "Bye, Benny." Bye, Benny. <laughs> yeah.
3: And then so everything closes because Benny realizes, "Oh, it's too late." And then in that golden area, that that what that needs light. Because Rick shot the light, and all the lights like start reflecting. Yeah. In there. That area needs light in order for the stuff. And then all of a sudden, you see the lamp get collapsed, and that's when you hear. And then you hear it rumbling, and you're like,
2: yeah, so "Oh you man. See those scales coming around, and, and then
3: then and then him him with the firelight, like yeah. Then you see the screen go dark, and then yeah, you hear the lack of oxygen. Yeah, and I like this about this because you, we don't see it because I'm pretty sure if we saw this, this was going to be our territory. You just hear him scream because you know exactly. Like, it's not leaving up to the imagination. You do. We just don't see it. We just hear it. We know Benny got right. killed pretty viciously right. and well deserved. He totally deserved to die because <laughs> he was such a coward. Yep.
1: Definitely. Yep.
3: And then, so, then you see, and then. Oh, go ahead, John.
1: No, no, no. Go on go on ahead, Charlie. I'll let you finish Sorry.
3: <laughs> then, right. then Jonathan, Evie, and Rick continue running out. The whole place is exploding. It's not a big explosion. It's just sinking in. It's like it's the reverse, reverse opposite of a Michael Bay explosion. This happens <laughs> in the ground. Um, and the whole area just disappears.
2: <laughs> you, don't see, then, you don't see a Michael Bay in the, in the very bag going, <laughs> Yeah, it's okay, so big enough. You more fire. Um, it, needed no, more,
1: it needed more explosions, more twisting camera angles. Yeah, perfect twisting angles.
0: We need product placements.
1: we need, we need, we also need uh, O'Connell, we need you laying down on the ground while um while taking some copy. And then also two, okay, that looks great right <laughs> there. Okay, you know what we need we now? We need and Park <laughs> playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me you know
3: background and then we need the camera ankles to go under you so you can see um, see, uh, see this other area. <laughs> before before I finish this, there's a Family Guy episode where Peter goes over his three. Like, they they talk about one seat, one oh. like story <laughs> told by three different different directors: Quentin Tarantino, Wes Anderson, and Michael Bay. And this is Peter Peter gets fired. Michael Bay's one is hysterical. It's like the camera angles going crazy. You have like like just all the Michael explosions, camera angles that go cut, 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 cut. Like so chaotic, you don't know what's going on. Um, Transformers. Um like, yeah, Michael Bay, like, like right in the background. Yeah. It's a funny episode of Family, Day, but yeah. So besides that, um, Evie, Rick, and Jonathan, they escape. They're on they get on the camels, and then what wo- wo- and Artemis is alive. He's somehow like we didn't see him die, so he's alive. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, and he shows
2: up it's, Yeah, okay. Like come and out no. now about just Jonathan.
1: <laughs> oh. but no, what I was gonna say was this though. Um I thought that this movie was very well put together, like I said earlier. I thought that mm-hmm. no wonder why they wanted to make a sequel out of this because thinking about over amount of money that it made off the budget that it had. This movie definitely deserved a sequel. And it paid um, off yeah. All maybe one bad CGI sequence with The Rock. But the sequel... The sequel's like, awesome,
3: though. Sequels, like, yeah. hey, if you want a true hardcore, like, a big action movie with little horror elements or practically none, the sequel is where to go. The sequel was my favorite out of the series because it's just so good. I and mean, then we get to learn more of Evie because we see, we only see... We don't know her, like, and then you get to learn about her back history. So there's a lot more stuff you get to yeah. learn in the sequel while also having like straight up action sequences, um, right. and then, at the end, it was like uh, Jonathan's complaining, "God, we 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 left this area of gold, and we have nothing to behold." And then, and then Rick's like, "Well, I'm not leaving empty handed." And he looks at it and he's like, "It was like a oh, nice little so like like line to Evie, and they start making out." Jonathan's like, like, "Oh come on!" And then this, then the, then the camera zooms out on the camel. Because the camel has the gold with him. so practically,
1: right.
3: yeah. Man. Betty gave them the gold because Betty's so like Betty's the idiot that he is. He he get he, he the camels that had the gold were the ones that Evie and Rick and Jonathan all left, and Jonathan's complaining about no gold. There's a big bag of it. <laughs> Hence, probably why they're able to afford that mansion in the sequel, right?
1: <laughs> all thanks to Benny. <laughs> all all thanks
3: to Benny. yeah. Benny's parting gift in a sense exactly. to yeah. Um, but yeah so the, that's how it ends and it was great because these are the three characters you like the most in the whole movie they're the smart they're the ones that survived it because they know not to do well Then again they're the last people that should have been should be involved in any tomb because you know something bad's gonna happen because they, <laughs> they start it but they're able to re, like fix it at the end but uh but yeah I agree, John. This is a well put movie. It was like I, I I haven't watched the whole movie in a long time. I've seen it before. I mean, I watched this as a kid. It was like my dad rented it from Blockbuster, and then he also rented The Matrix afterwards. So I was able to watch the mummy, but like or I don't remember it at the time. And then and then and then, then, then of course The Matrix happened and I just forgot about the mummy.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I'll have to say this. I mean, I'm glad I got a chance to revisit the mummy. I haven't seen it since EHS. Yeah, so I do appreciate Quentin uh, picking out yep. the movie and everything for us to watch because yep. I'm glad that you picked that one out because yep. I really enjoyed it. I, I it reminded me of me going back to the movie theaters again with my mom and everything, and watching this mm. and everything. So yeah. you know, I gave just it a had eight eight that in, in my, my
3: review. That? I gave it. I gave it eight and a half out of ten. I forgot out of five where that is. Could be a four point seven five or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or it, it's close. It's an eight and a half. Um, it's solid. It's a great movie. Like you can just pick it up and it's entertaining. And it still holds up in twenty twenty one. I mean, it still holds right. up. Um yeah. The sequel again. I like that better because that one's more of geared towards me. This mm-hmm. one still had a lot of great sequences. That's understandable. It. Um, and right. then sequel. The sequel the is awesome. That's a solid nine. But that's for another review, but yeah, that's
0: a <laughs> great movie. Spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah I would I, I really love, love the movies. And I think and I think Universal Studios sort of took big notes about this when they want to do that Monsterverse series. Right.
1: You see, I wouldn't have minded if they went on ahead to straight-up horror, but they don't even know – what they were trying to do with this universe. With this yeah. one, they knew exactly what they were establishing. They understood the audience that it was geared towards. They knew what this movie was. What the cinematic yeah. shared universe that they were trying to do, it was like, hey, you know what everybody has nowadays? A shared universe. Or you know what we, they have nowadays? They have a franchise. So you know what we yeah. need to do? We need to make a shared universe and a franchise out of, these classic monsters, which I was actually excited about because of the fact that I said we're going to go back to the roots of who these characters are. We're going to make them horror. We're going to make them scary. I'm like, yes, yes. Then all of a sudden they give us Dracula Untold. And I wish they didn't tell us that story. <laughs> and then <laughs> they gave us uh, the mommy reboot and everything, which I didn't I see. Mean, I, was,
2: I actually did like the Wolf, man. I didn't that see that
1: I did, I did see that one in 2010, but that was before they were doing the shared universe thing that they were. doing. You know, I, I, good point. Good point.
3: I, Sean Knowles and I worked at the theater when we had that movie. I remember, I remember having the, like, um, working when we had that movie. Um, I think it, like like, The Mummy is entertaining. Like, the, like, there's elements of the 2017 one of Tom Cruise that I liked. Like, the opening sequence was cool. It's a cool action sequence where you get to meet Tom Cruise and Jake Johnson. The whole plane sequence is phenomenal, like, in terms of the stunt work. Right. Because yeah. Tom Just, just the trailer yeah. for that. Here's yeah. the
1: thing. I never saw the movie, but the trailer alone, and I said this in my trailer review back whenever I first saw the trailer, I said, I love the sequence with the plane. That was what made me want to go out and see it. Yeah. And then I'm like, there's other movies I want to see. I don't really no. want to watch this movie, so therefore <laughs> I didn't go out and see <laughs> it. And I said, yeah. I'll catch this later on, which I never caught I was, later was,
3: on. I was, I was, yeah, some of the special effects in it were cool. Like, you know, when Tom Cruise is in, it, you know, there's going to be so, like the plane sequence, the behind the scenes is awesome. How they took out a whole plane, they bought, like, they used the plane, yeah. they had it in the sky, and they decked out the plane with the set mm-hmm. while in the sky, and that's how they filmed it. The, that sequence was awesome. And then of course the sequence where Tom Cruise is getting chased in the forest and the car's flipping and he and he's he's in the car and the car's flipping. I mean, for what it was, there's some cool stunts in it. Um, yeah. And then of course there's a little shout out to the original Mummy with the like in Russell Crowe's office was uh, was the yeah. book from the bank, the Book of the Dead. Yeah, The Book of the Dead, yeah. It was, it was,
2: what, yeah that, made, that, that made me thought that that it was a continuation of the of the original Mummy trilogy. For a the moment yeah. there, but I, but yeah. when I was like, it was just a little little fan thing. I was like, oh, right. all and what the hell was? was I to, see, to see the Alcorns make a comeback in that universe, and just you just get them like the sheer <laughs> universe it just being be comic. <laughs> yeah, it
1: would be yeah, interesting if, if they nice. did that. But it's all about placement and where you want to uh, put those characters and if those characters are a fit for the, today's uh, universe. But, you know, I like him in Doom – I like Brandon Fraser on Doom Patrol. I, thought, think, I think that he's doing really good with Doom Patrol and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we get to see Brandon Fraser outside of his element with that. Um, but opposed to everything else, you know that Russell Crowe was originally supposed to be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. That was his original character that he was supposed to be, but they mm-hmm. never advanced on to that character. But anyways, that's pretty much everything that I wanted to talk about. Was there <laughs> anything else that you guys wanted to bring up or anything? Not, Not for me. me. Um, okay. just
3: avoid the third movie. Um simple as that. It defeats it de- it defeats the the greatness that was these two movies. The third one is like it just ruins it. <laughs> like we knew it was bad when Rachel Weiss didn't want to be in the third movie. Brandon <laughs> Fraser was like, ah, oh, I might as well for the paycheck.
2: I think and he was then, on the contract.
3: <laughs> probably. Right. I think Rachel Weiss must have read the contract and, she, and or read the, the script and she's probably was like, nah, I'm like out on that one. And it's like, and then and which I mean it's good. But then again, I don't know if they kept the same I think apparently they did keep the same Evie character they just put someone else in it and it's like come on and then you mm-hmm. ruined jet lee Li. like what was his goal in that i mean it, like i mean it's like you ruined jet lee Li. it's like the third movie is mm-hmm. terrible
1: i like the concept of them going outside of egypt but yeah. it would have been better if they focused in on the uh folklore of yeah. his mythology a lot more and also to like yeah. the special effects could have worked a whole lot better in his favor, to where maybe he his things like a, his aura is like a dragon, or yeah, or something like that to that effect. Because that's what I was expecting, yeah. but instead then, we got a bowl of crap.
3: Yeah. And Alex, Alex was a grown up piece. Of, was it just a grown up douche? I liked <laughs> Alex as a kid. Kid was so much better. Yeah. The adult was just a complete douche. And it's like, it ugh. It was like, this everything about this movie had bad news written on it? Sure, it made money, but it was just no, like It, it, it just I ruined the It was a fun I, think, I
2: think The only thing I actually like at that the third one was it the ended. ending of it when, when Jonathan was, was leaving to Peru. He's like, at least there's no mommies in Peru. And it's just
1: little, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that part was actually pretty funny. I do have to admit that that was pretty much the only thing that was redeemable a little bit. <laughs> and that's bad. Yeah.
2: But anyways, guys, uh, that's gonna. I,
3: I watched it 13 years ago in 2008. I haven't seen it since.
2: <laughs> have you? All, have you seen the, the spin-off cartoon series? <laughs>
1: But no, the last time I saw this, I saw the uh, third one was in my sister's house. And after that, I didn't see it after that. So, <laughs> anyways, that's going to do it for the show. I just wanted to say thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Quentin, for being Goodbye. doing this. Also, to Quentin, tell everybody where they can follow
2: you at. You can follow me on com. on my comics and. But Jack, That'd be nice. You can wait on my comics for one dollar a month. And uh, I'm sorry, my, my dog cut me off.
1: It's okay, it's all right. But yeah, uh, so, anyways, guys, if you guys want you guys don't have to, but if you choose to do so. Go on ahead, go to GoFundMe.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. That's how you can go on ahead and donate towards the show. This is just to keep the lights on at Movie Lovers Unite. Another thing, too, guys, is this. You guys can follow me under Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook and also on Instagram and Pinterest underneath the same name. Of course, you guys can go on ahead and go to www.MovieLoversUnite.com for all your entertainment needs and wants. Go on ahead, go there. And then, of course, you guys can go on ahead and follow me at Movie Lovers Unit Twitter or John DeGorio8 on Twitter. And then, of course, you can follow me on stereo at Movie Lovers Unit. And those are all the places that you can follow me at. Thank you again, guys. It's been fun. It's been real. Can't wait to do this again with you. Tomorrow night, I'm going to be doing a review on stereo for the movie Freaky. So it's going to be me and another guy off of stereo that we're going to be doing that. Charlie, you're more than welcome to come in and everything. Just listen to the show and send out some voicemail messages to us and everything, too. To give well, you no. your thoughts on on that as well, that'll be your our, my way of trying to get you in on the review and everything. So always it's until next review.
3: time, guys. I recommend it.
1: <laughs> and he's not even a horror <laughs> fan, ladies and gentlemen. He's not even a horror fan. But <laughs> anyway,s always <laughs> until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. I Can't wait to do this again. And bye bye. See ya. guided meditation programs. Another thing too guys, that's not all they have. They also have they also have finish if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too. Like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader or a person how-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately